All right, all right. Welcome back to Drop Pass Podcast. The second episode is now underway. And this time we check the remaining two divisions in NHL playoffs and their respective matchups. So if you're not a hockey fan, you have to wait until next week's episode when I dive into other sporting news such as NBA playoffs and the biggest headlines from this season, the upcoming Champions League final, and also take a quick look at the upcoming World Hockey Championships, which will be starting this week in Riga, Latvia. But without further ado, let's get going. First, we're going to the Central Division matchups. First one being number one seed Carolina Hurricanes up against fourth seed Nashville Predators. Season series between these two teams ended 62 for the Hurricanes. Nashville had a terrific run at the end, and they ended their regular season with record of. 19 wins, 7 losses and 1 overtime loss in the last 2 months. But still, there are serious questions to be asked from the Preds. Who produces for them? How many games can Saros win for the Predators? And did he peak too early in order to make it happen? And lastly, how much more do they have in their tank after grinding their way back into the playoffs? For the Canes, they have a healthy lineup coming into the playoffs. They have desirable depth in their lineup and they have three lines which can chip in offensively every night. Andrei Svechnikov, Sebastian Aho, Teuvo Teravainen, Nino Niederreiter, Vincent Trojek, Martin Nekash and Jordan Stahl have been their offensive components which have made it possible for the Canes to clinch their division title. Also, their defense is one of the deepest backends in the NHL. Dougie Hamilton was once again in the top 10 of D-men scoring, and the likes of Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci bring the two-way capability to their blue line as well. In goal... They have the option to choose their starting goaltender for the playoffs because Alex Nedeljkovic and Peter Mrazek both had above 0.920 save percentage during the regular season and Nedeljkovic started in the first game for the Canes. You also have to give credit to their coaching staff and especially their head coach Rod Brindamore whose coaching style and the ambition for winning have created a winning culture in Carolina with their young core. They have the league's second-best power play, which will face up against the third-worst penalty kill in this matchup, and also they were the league's third-best penalty-killing team this year. The only concern I have for the Canes is the inexperience in the playoffs, and how their goaltending can hold once the 
big dogs come up against the Canes after the first round. But the expectation is there for the Canes to make a deep playoff run after the success in the regular season. Nashville have few missing players in their injured reserve list. Lucas Biza and Mark Borowiecki are both possibly out for the remainder of these playoffs. And also Victor Arvidsson missed the last five games at the end of the season. And he started to look like himself once the Preds started to roll. So the hope is that he's healthy since the Preds will be needing his production in the postseason. The Predators have few other bright spots in their lineup as well. Eli Tolvanen has established himself as a NHL forward this season and he has contributed in the power play as well. Eric Kaula also had fairly productive season and he chipped in for their offense from time to time. And their top four defensive core is still their strength. Roman Josie was once again their leading scorer this season. Ryan Ellis and Matthias Ekholm alongside Dante Fabro provide a sturdy top four which can affect the outcome of any game if their goaltending can be as good as it has been this year. Still, like I said, there are a few major concerns for the Predators. Their both special teams have been awful this season. They face up against one of the best teams on both power play and penalty kill. And this will be a huge challenge for them. And they also have to find a way to match the Kane speed. But more notably, where can they find the production needed to advance to the next round? They don't have such abundance in their offense when their top centers, Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne, can produce enough offense and their goaltending can only take them so far. Carolina took the first game by the score of 5-2 and they showed their three-line capability in that game. So I'm predicting same kind of results for the rest of this series. Next up, we will take a look at probably the most anticipated matchup in this year's playoffs, the Battle of Florida. Number two seed Florida Panthers will face up against third seed Tampa Bay Lightning. The fireworks were already there in the first game, which was electrifying battle between the two teams. And Lightning came out victorious at the end of the first battle. The comeback of Nikita Kucherov was one of the key points in their success. He notched two goals and added one assist. And his centerman, Braden Point, had also two tucks for the Lightning. For the Panthers, Jonathan Huberdeau showed off his silky mitts and finished the game with one goal and two assists for the Panthers. But the game resolved when Sam Bennett took a charging penalty in the third period, which the Lightning took advantage of by tying the game and winning in the last two minutes of the game. Bennett received a one-game sussy for the hit and will be out for the next game. This matchup will be a battle between the top two lines and the biggest question mark will be the Panthers defensive core without their number one D-man Aaron Ekblad. And 
how they can handle one of the most prolific top two lines in the NHL. Now that the Lightning have both Steven Stamkos as well as Nikita Kucherov back. Also, how the Panthers will handle the Lightning's high-intensity forecheck, which has paid dividend for them in previous years. They don't have very established defensive core, even though Mackenzie Weger has stepped up in the absence of Eggblad. And they have the veterans, Keith Yandel, Radko Gudas and Anton Strollman in their back end. So the question will be how they're able to move the puck up the ice from their own zone when the pressure and intensity ramps up during the playoffs. The only two missing players from the Panthers roster are Aaron Ekblad and Noah Julesen, who both are probably out for the remainder of the season. Sam Bennett also had some injury problems at the back end of the season, but seemed to be okay in the first match. Also, Carter Verhage missed the last 13 games at the end, and Panthers will need his presence in the lineup as well. Their top two lines were extremely good this season, led by their captain, Shasha Barkov, who had 59 points in 50 games, and Jonathan Huberdeau, who was their leading scorer with 61 points in 55 games. Also, the emergence of Carter Verhage has been a bright spot in their lineup, and also Anthony Duclair had pretty good season in the Panthers uniform. I have few concerns for the Panthers in this year's playoffs, in addition to the concern in their back end. First being their goaltending, and furthermore, who leads them to the promised land? Is it Sergei Bobrovsky, who had a record of 19 wins, 8 losses and 2 overtime losses? His save percentage was 0.906, 2.91 goals against average and his goal saved above average was minus 2.0. Or the regular season standout Chris Dreger whose record was 14 wins, 6 losses, and 3 overtime losses. He had a save percentage of 0.927, goals against average of 2.07, and his goal saved above average was 11.9. He doesn't have any playoff experience, and on the other hand, Sergei Bobrovsky had just that over 0.900 save percentage in the playoffs during the last few seasons. Also, how does the inexperience in long playoff runs show and can their depth lines keep producing against well-established defending Stanley Cup champions? The Lightning are focused on winning the back-to-back Stanley Cups first time since the Penguins did it in 2016 under head coach Mike Sullivan. The biggest concern for the Lightning in my mind is their health. Barclay Kudrow is suffering from an upper body injury and the hope is that he will eventually be back in their bottom six. Kucherov didn't play any regular season games as Stammer missed a big portion with his injury. So how their health will hold in the playoffs is the question mark. In addition to those... Andre Palat, Ryan McDonough and Victor Hedman 
had some injury concerns during the season and the rumor is that Hedman will undergo some sort of surgery in the offseason. The Panthers will also face up against in the first round the best goaltender in the league whose level of play only increases when the playoffs start and who will probably contend for the Vesna Trophy once again. Their backup, Curtis McElhinney, can't win them games, so Vasilevsky will take them as far as they can go in these playoffs. My prediction for these matchups are that Keynes will manhandle the Predators in four games and clinch fairly easily their spot in the quarterfinals. Yusuzaros may steal them one game, but I don't see the Predators really giving any trouble to the Canes, even though they had really good ending to their season. For the other matchup, I see the Lightning advancing from this series in six games, but the real concern for me is their health, like I said, and for that reason I can't see them winning back-to-back championships, but they will advance to the next round from this one. Then we move on to the West Division and take a look at the first matchup, which is the first seed Colorado Avalanche against the fourth seed St. Louis Blues. Their season series ended for the Avs 5-3 and this matchup will be heated battle like the first match showed us. Both teams have some injury woes and if the Blues want to take on one of the best teams in the league they must raise their level of play especially their top dogs have to play lights out in this one. Colorado took the first game by the score of 4-1 and leads the series 1-0. Colorado was the 8th best power play team as well as penalty killing team during the regular season and their top power play unit will be a real concern for the Blues. Nathan McKinnon had 65 points in 48 games, Mikko Rantanen on his line had 66 points in 52 games and their top defenseman Kael Makar was 6th in D-man scoring this season. They have very deep roster, have good two-way ability in their bottom six and their top three lines can contribute offensively each night. They have one of the best decors in the league and they have very good mix of point producing D-man as well as shutdown ability. And when it comes to offense, their first line is extremely lethal, as the first game showed. They are the team to beat in the playoffs if their goaltender, Philip Grubauer, can keep his level from the regular season. The only concern for the Avs, like many other top teams, is their health. They are currently missing Matt Calvert and Bowen Byram, from their roster and their main backup Pavel Franzus and Eric Johnson are currently listed as week to week. In addition to those names, Brandon Saad came back from his injury and Nate McKinnon was out of their lineup from March 5th till the playoffs started. But he showed that he is ready for the playoffs in the first game against the Blues by notching two goals and adding one helper. 
if his condition doesn't get any worse during the playoffs, we can expect long run in the playoffs from the Avs. The Blues, on the other hand, had the sixth best power play in the league this season, but their penalty kill was also the sixth worst. They have very few players out for the season, only ones being Carl Gunnarsson and Oscar Sundquist, but also Vince Dunn and Vladimir Tarasenko were listed as day-to-day before the playoffs started. And we all know that Tarasenko's injury history, so it is a major concern for the Blues, combine it with his goal-scoring struggles this season. They have deep roster, but can they find enough offense against one of the powerhouses in the league? Tori Krug only scored two goals this season, and both Tarasenko and Jaden Schwartz had down years in the point production standpoint. In order to advance from this series, they have to find a way to number one, shut down Colorado's first line, and number two, find a hole in Grubauer's game. But so far, they haven't been able to do either, so I can see them taking many games from the Avs in this matchup. The last matchup is the second seed Vegas Golden Knights against the third seed Minnesota Wild which can be described as the Vegas show against the Kirill show. This will be a tight series from start to finish and goaltending will be a massive factor in this one. Their season series ended for the Wild 4-3 as well as their first game went to the Wild by the score of 1-0. The Golden Knights came to this series with league's number one penalty kill but their power play wasn't up to the same standard as their penalty kill. They also had quite a few players out of their lineup at the back end of the season. Peyton Krebs is suffering from upper body injury and is out indefinitely. Max Pacioretty missed the first game. Alec Martinez had lower body injury. Thomas Nozek is listed as week to week. Ryan Reeves should be back in the playoffs. And lastly, their goaltender, Robin Lehner, struggled with injuries during the season. But when he was healthy, he posted good numbers for the Golden Knights. Their goaltending overall this season has been outstanding. And their starter, Marc-Andre Fleury, had a Vesna-level season. And he can be the X-factor for the Knights in this year's playoffs. In addition to high-level goaltending, they're equipped with two number one lines, which can produce offensively at the same level when healthy. And even their third line has some potency because of the presence of Alex Tuck. They have solid defense and, in my opinion, underrated third pairing of Nick Haig and Zach Whitecloud. And they've been able to shut down teams even with Alex Pietrangelo struggling offensively. And yeah, did I also mention that they have one of the league's best defensive forwards in Mark Stone, who by the way was also over point per game this season. Injuries can put breaks on another trip to the Stanley Cup final, but 
if they can survive with few injuries I can see them making a run at the Stanley Cup once again but the one team that will be thorn in their side in the first round is the third seed Minnesota Wild they had middle of the pack power play as well as penalty kill during the regular season but they don't have any injuries in their lineup at this point they have underrated top lines and their number one horse Kirill Kaprizov who had 51 points in 55 games in his first year overseas has lifted the team to his shoulders and will be relied upon in the playoffs as well they have responsible two-way lines which have been able to chip in offensively as well and they have extremely solid defense core which is not known for its production but rather shutting down the opposing teams and being solid defensively in their own end of the ice they have great experience in their back end Ryan Suter, Matthew Dumba, Jared Spurgeon and Ian Cole have played these games many times in their careers and in the crease they have the veteran Cam Talbot who has been more than welcomed addition for the wild in case of Talbot's level starts to drop they have solid backup in Kaapo Kähkönen who showed that he can win games for the Wild in the regular season as well. But so far Talbot is their guy in the postseason. When it comes to predicting these series I see the Avalanche bulldozing the Blues in five games. But when it comes to the other matchup it will be more trickier. Minnesota will do everything in their power to upset the Golden Knights but I see them beating the Wild in seven games I can see the upset happening in this series but I'm still going to keep my head and say that the Golden Knights will advance when it comes to deep playoff run they have to stay healthy in order to do that and it might end up being a too much of a challenge for them but there you go all four divisions are now done with and their first matchups are dealt with. These are 100% my own opinions. So if you disagree with them, feel free to comment on my predictions and the run-throughs of each series. I will welcome feedback and you can contact me through social media. But overall, hope you enjoyed this one. This will hopefully be the start to lengthy teaching as well as thrilling journey. Each week we will take a look at sporting world, the main focus being in hockey. But like I said at the start next week, we will hopefully take a look at other sports as well. So check back next week. Stay safe. Until next time. All right.